Amen. Good evening. Good evening. Lift the Savior up. Good evening, everybody. We are here to listen and read and study the Word of God. But more than that, we're going to lift him up uh, as we study the Word of God, believing that that Word becomes flesh, that that Word becomes part of who we are. And we live out that Word in our lives, thereby lifting the Savior up. Good evening, everybody. Good to see you all this evening. I pray that you've already shared this with your neighbor and your friends. But if you have not, take a minute right now and push that share button, y'all. Go ahead, push that share button. Let people know that you are watching KHF Alive uh, with this Bible study. We got a good word for you on tonight. Good evening, Shelba Moore. Good to see you this evening, Florence Andrews. God bless you. Good to see you. Mother Curry is in the house. Amen. Jerome Hawkins, Reverend Hawkins, good to see you tonight. Anita Shaw, God bless you. Good to see you. We look the 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 regulars are here. Linda Stewart, Amen. All the regulars are here. Vicky Nunn, God bless you. Good to see you all this evening. Diane Snow, Amen. Do we have any visitors? I want to see some visitors tonight. Clara Roberts, David Stevenson, God bless you. Thank you, brother, for listening to us on Monday. Francis Young Mac is here. God bless you. So glad to see all of you. Felicia Williams, good evening to you, Felicia, my dear sister. Good evening to you, uh, sister Mandy White. God bless you. Good to see you this evening as well. Faith Foster is in the house. Virginia Wilson is in the house. Amen. 833. That's my English teacher from Lanier, y'all. Amen. Clara Ford, God bless you. Good to see you tonight. Gwen Moncure, we're continuing to pray uh, for you and Brother Moncure. God bless you. Lucille Green is in the house. God bless you. It is good to be here. Kimberly Ellis, one of our praise singers, is in the house. God bless you. Good to see you on tonight. Marion Brooks, amen. You all are in the house. Looks like you all are ready uh, to get into the word tonight, and we're ready to share that word with you. So go ahead, make sure again, share it with your neighbor, share it with your friends. It's easy to do, y'all. It's just a push of a button. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and share it right now. The more shares we, the more shares we make, 
the the more the word gets out into social uh, media and then people who don't even know us start to joining us because you were a good digital disciple. You shared. Good evening, Sister Cheatham. God bless you. I just heard you down there singing. I heard you. I heard you. I sneaked in for just a minute and heard you all putting it down uh, in the sanctuary. God bless you. Paula uh, TJSU, God bless you. Good to see you this evening as well. Ruth Ann Wilson, God bless you. Amen. Amen. Listen, let's get into the word. But first, let's have a prayer, a word of prayer. Father God, Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you tonight. <clears throat> we thank you for being our Father, for being our God, for being so absolutely good to us. God of mercy, God of grace, we thank you now for all that you do, all that you are, all that you provide in our lives. Lord, we pray now your blessings upon this time together. You would open our minds and open our ears, open our hearts so that we might hear your word and be transformed thereby. God, there's so much happening in our lives, so much happening in our city, so much happening in our state. Father, right now, we pray your blessings upon this city. You know the challenges that we face. You know the issues that we confront. You know the tension that exists within leadership, within neighborhoods, within families. So, Father, we pray now that your peace would be made manifest in each of them, in all of them. God, we pray that you give us peace that passes understanding so that we would be able to forgive one another, that we would be able to extend grace to each other, that we would operate as ministers of mercy where mercy is needed. Now, God, be with us as we enter into this study. Illuminate our minds, open our eyes, that we might hear and see more of thee. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Listen, so I want to talk a little bit tonight. Um, let, let me jump into it this way. Um, investments. Um, if some of you uh, have made investments in the stock market, um, I mean, if you have a, a 401k, that's an investment vehicle. Uh, you decide what sort of um, stocks or, or bonds or things that you want your portfolio to be, uh, to, to represent. And the hope is that whatever you invest in, that there is a return on that investment. The hope is that whatever stock you buy, whatever bond you purchase, whatever, that it's, it's, you know, it's safe enough that it doesn't expose you to too much risk where you're losing money. Um, but hopefully, you know, it makes you a little money on, on the return. That's the basics. You know, I'm not a big, I'm not a big investment guy. I don't, I don't do a whole lot of that, but the basic is, you know, you, you try to put some money, here in this area, you try to diversify your portfolio and you try to 
you know, hopefully get more on the back end than you put in. That's the hope. Um, <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about I want to talk about making the right investments tonight. Making the right investments. Um because even if even if you don't have, you know, a whole lot of money or anything like that, this this is really this is really about what we invest in in our lives. How we invest who we are, what we have that which God has given to us. Because I believe this, we have much more to invest than just money. God has given so much more to us. There's a sermon series that I've uh, preached before and I've uh, talked about um, uh, stewardship and, and, and using what God has put into your hands and making sure that what God has given to you that you use it appropriately, you invest it wisely, you you do something with it so that so that God will say of you, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant." Right? That's that's what that parable is about the the just and the unjust servant that that the master gives talents one five one two and one one and what those servants do with those talents is about investment how do you use what god has given to you to make something even more of it how do you use what god has given to you in such a way that you can advance the kingdom that you can advance yourself right? That the gifts that God has given to you can actually be a blessing to you as well as a blessing to others. Amen. So how are you investing in yourself? How are you investing that which God has given to you, has trusted, entrusted to you? Or are you doing like that wicked servant and simply burying the talent, the gift, the resource that God has put into your hands. Because you remember what happened to that servant. After the master comes and, and commends uh, the servant who made an additional five and the servant who made an additional two, when the servant comes and gives back to him the one that he had given to him, he calls him wicked and slothful. You are wicked and slothful. In other words, you, you did not even invest. You, he says you didn't even put it in the bank where it could e at least make some interest. You, you did nothing with what God has given to you. And I want to challenge us tonight to make the right investments. To make the right investments. To use what God has given to us. Use it in the right way use it in the right spaces, use it firstly, and I'm going to say this, with the right people. That's the first point I want to talk about tonight, investing in the right people, investing in the right people. Uh, 
Jesus uh, teaches in his first sermon, we call it the Sermon on the Mount. And in that, Matthew chapter 7, uh, Matthew chapter 7, you will see, um, you will see a teaching that begins. And actually, let's begin at the first verse, if we can, T.A., uh, the first verse of Matthew 7, um, because Jesus begins this teaching by talking about judging, right? He begins his teaching by talking about judging. Um, and 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 we kind of we kind of know, you know, in 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 a general sense, uh, what the Bible has to say about judging and judgment. Generally, it's not good. We should not be judging or be judgmental when it comes to people, right? And so Jesus begins this teaching in Matthew seven, verse one. He begins by saying what? He says, judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. In other words, Jesus says, listen, don't, don't judge people because if you judge people the same way you judge people, others are going to judge you. Judge not if you don't want to be judged, right? And then verse three, and why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but consider it's not the beam that is in thine own eye, right? You looking at somebody's uh, fault and not considering how messed up you are. You looking at what somebody did and not considering the whole uh, catalog of stuff you've done. Amen, right? He said, why are you beholding the small little speck in your brother's eye and not considering the beam that's in your own? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote of thine own, and behold, a beam is in your own eye. Jesus says, how are you going how you going to do surgery on somebody and get something out of their eye, and, and you're blinded uh, by the stuff that's in your own, right? Verse 5. And so he says, thou hypocrite, first cast out First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly and cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. In other words, Jesus said, listen, take care of yourself before you try to go take care of somebody else. There's a gospel song that says, sweep around your own front door. Some of y'all know that. Before you try to sweep around mine, yeah. So Jesus says that, thou hypocrite, first look at yourself, deal with yourself before you try and deal with somebody else. Now, then he gets to verse six. And verse six says this, give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, under their feet and turn again and rend you. Stay right there. So the first five verses, Jesus is talking about not judging people, right? He's talking about don't, don't be judgmental, right? But then he comes in verse six and he uses language that to our ear sounds, sounds a bit judgmental, Jesus. I mean, you call somebody dogs and 
swine or pigs, right? So what's going on with that? How do you square that? You 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 start out by preaching, don't be judgmental, but then you turn around, right around in the next verse and say, don't give what's holy to the dogs and don't cast your pearls before swine. What's up with that, Jesus? Here, here's what I believe is happening here. Jesus is teaching about not being judgmental, but he is not saying we should not be discerning. And there is a difference, right? We should not judge, but we should be discerning. And discernment is that which allows us to determine levels of investment. I'm 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 gonna try to I'm gonna try to make this as plain as I can, right? He's don't judge, but discern. In other words, don't live life with your eyes closed and not discerning what's right in front of you. And you can discern without becoming judgmental. Okay, here we are. Here we are. So Jesus says, give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. So right here, Jesus is saying, listen, make sure that in life you are investing in the right people. Make sure that you are investing in the right people. There are, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to say it as best I can. <laughs> there are, there are people who are not deserving of the best of our time, the best of our resources, the best of our energies. And Jesus says, if you're gonna figure that out, you have to be discerning enough to understand who people are where people are and what people are, what their motives and agendas are. So he says, listen, give not that which is holy unto the dogs. He says, listen, you've got something of great value. You have something that's of great worth. What is it? First of all, the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is what he's talking about here. He said, listen, don't give that which is holy unto the dogs. Don't cast the pearls before swine. What Jesus is saying is, listen, you got to understand there are some people who will never accept the gospel. There's some people who will never accept your faith. And rather than, rather than spending time and spending energy and expending resources over and over and over again and going over the same thing over and over and over again and trying to convince and trying. He says, you got to understand and be discerning about the fact that when somebody is not, is not going to receive it, and he says, this, he, he even teaches this to his disciples. He says, listen, when you go into a city, says, understand, 
that some will receive you and others will not. For the ones who don't, he says, don't, don't spend a lot of time there. Shake the dust off of your feet and keep it moving. Now that might sound harsh. That might sound harsh to some, but here's what I believe Jesus is saying is that sometimes you can waste, you can waste the best of yourself, the best of your resources, the best of your time, the best of your energy on someone who does not care. I'm gonna help somebody tonight. <laughs> and Jesus says, listen, be sure that as you are pouring out, that you are pouring out to someone, first of all, who values you. If you're going to give of yourself, give of your time, give of your resources, give of your energy, give of all that God has given to you, Jesus says, listen, if you're going to give at that level of investment, make sure that you're giving it to somebody who, first of all, values what you're giving. And a dog will not value what you value. Swine does not value what you You have a different set of values. Help me preach tonight. So, so he says, listen, stop wasting your time. This isn't, this isn't Buckley saying this. This is Jesus saying it. Stop wasting your time trying to convince somebody. Let me help somebody. You, you, somebody out there is trying to convince somebody of how good you are, right? And 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 you're trying to convince someone of that 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 what you have to offer is is this that and the other, and they really don't appreciate it because. They have a different set of values. They have a different code of ethics. They have a different morality. They have a different value system. And you're trying to convince and convince and convince, and there's no convincing. <coughs> Am I helping anybody? They have a different, watch this, they have a different truth. Their truth is different from yours, right? And so what Jesus says is, listen, that's not a wise investment. That's just not a wise investment. If they have a different value system, if they have a different code of ethics and a different code of conduct, if they have a different morality and a different truth than yours, be discerning. You don't have to get ugly and judgmental, but he says, be discerning and recognize it for what it is. That doesn't mean you have to start treating them bad, but it, is, it does mean that you start protecting your investment. Good God Almighty. It, it doesn't mean you have to start treating them bad, but it does mean you start treating yourself with more worth, that you, you, you value your time more, you value your gifts more. You value what you bring to that more. Mm. And so by over-investing in, 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 in the dogs and the pigs 
as Jesus talks, the language that he used, by over-investing in those persons and personalities or situations, you then actually neglect the opportunity to pour into others, other people's lives who would need it and who would receive it and who would accept it and who would respond to it, right? Because you're steadily pouring and pouring over here to somebody who doesn't even value what you're bringing. Pig can't do nothing with a pearl. A pig looks at a pearl and says, that's a rock. They know it's a pearl. A pig looks at a pearl just like he does any other stone. It's just a stone. He has no idea of the value. And Jesus says, stop throwing that which is valuable, the value of your time, the value of your resources, the value of all of those things. Stop throwing that at situations, at people who just have no concept or no shared value system so that they can appreciate what you bring. Am I am I helping anybody? Okay. It's getting good in here. If it ain't, if it ain't good at your house, it's good in this office right now. So, so start by making the right investment in the right people. Investing in the right people. Okay. Secondly, secondly, Invest in the right things. Invest in the right things. <laughs> yeah. Invest in the right things. That ROI, I saw somebody put that on there. I want an ROI. Yeah. Return on investment. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. Uh, because some of us are pouring out and we're not getting any ROIs. We're continuing to pour out this and pour out that. And there's no return on that investment. Invest in the right things. Jesus teaches in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, Matthew 6 and 19. Here's what Jesus says. He says, lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is there will be your heart also. Here's what you got to know. Listen to me. Here's what you got to know. Material things have a short shelf life. All, all material things have a short shelf life. If it's material, if it's man-made, if it's manufactured, made by man, Guess what? It's going to break. It's going to break down. It's going to break up. Right? It's, it will not last. It has a temporary shelf life. If, if man made it, it doesn't last forever. So that's why Jesus says, don't, don't invest so much in stuff on the earth, material things, because it does not last forever. Lay up for yourselves, he says, treasures in heaven. He says, make some eternal 
investments. Make some eternal investments. Eternal investments are investments that that lead to faith, that lead to joy, that lead to love, that lead to peace, that lead to hope. These are eternal investments that have that 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 give you that return, that ROI, right? When I when I invest in this, I get faith. When I invest in this, I get love. When I invest in this, I get peace, joy, and hope. Because here, here's the thing. Here's what you got to know. Here's what you got to know, beloved. That in life, as a believer or a non-believer, in life, eventually, you will get dealt a bad hand. I'm talking to my card players right now. I know I lost a lot of y'all right now, but... For those of you who 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 played Spades and Bidwiz and and all of that at Tougaloo and Jackson State, wherever you played it at, Amen. I'm talking to you. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, every now and then, you're gonna get dealt a bad hand, a bad hand where you where 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 you can't bid. <laughs> Amen. Don't don't judge. See see I. See, we talked about not being judgmental. Some of y'all judging me right now just because I know how to play spades. Don't judge. Don't judge. Stop judging. Stop judging. Every now and then, we're going to get dealt a bad hand. And when you get dealt that bad hand, you've got to know and you've got to have something that is more eternal, right, than that is lasting, that's going to outlast that hand, that's going to outlive that hand, right? That hand that you've been dealt. You got to have some joy and some peace and some, see that those are eternal things because the hand that you're dealt is temporary. Guess what? If you keep playing, you're going to get another hand. I, I could I could really preach that. I might have to preach that one Sunday when life deals you a bad hand. That that sounds like a sermon. Um but 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 here is here is here is here you gotta have something eternal. You gotta have something eternal. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 7 says this: There is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. There is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. You see the 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 paradox in this, the paradox in that in that in that scripture. The the one who is who is who is investing in earthly material things. The writer says he might have a lot of earthly stuff, but at the end, you don't have anything. But the one who makes himself poor. In other words, I'm not investing and spending all of my time, energy and money on earthly stuff, yet he has great riches. See, because I don't get my joy out of the stuff around me. I might enjoy material things, but my joy is, is, is based on eternal stuff, not temporal stuff. Mm. 
That's why when the temporal stuff isn't there, I can still have joy. Good God Almighty. When, 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 when the season changes from one of prosperity to one of lack, I can still have peace because I have eternal stuff that moth and rust and thieves cannot break in and steal or destroy. Are you hearing me? <clears throat> First Timothy 6 and 17. First Timothy 6 and 17. Are y'all still with me? First Timothy 6 and 17 says this, charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy. I love that. I love that because here, here is, here's what Paul says is, listen, don't trip on people who have stuff, right? It's not bad and evil and wicked to be rich. That's, that's there's nothing wicked about that. The Bible says it's the love of money that is the root to all evil, right? So, so I can have stuff as long as stuff doesn't have me. I can have things as long as things don't rule my world, right? So he says, listen, just don't trust in uncertain riches, but trust in the living God who giveth us, us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Paul says, listen, while you're here, enjoy, enjoy all that God gives you. While you're here on this earth, enjoy it you don't have to you don't have to live a hermit life and 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 have nothing listen if god blesses you like that enjoy it but don't let the stuff be your only agenda in life he said here's the agenda it says look be ready to distribute there's the agenda right there be willing to communicate laying up for yourself laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come in other words, listen, you, you got to make sure that while you're enjoying the things that God has given you, that you're also investing in eternity because that time is coming. That they may lay hold on eternal life. So for the rest of our time together, for the rest of our time together, I want to give you some practical ways to invest in eternal things practical ways to invest in eternal things. When he says laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may lay hold to eternal life. I want to give you practical ways for you to invest in eternal things. Number one, way for you to invest in eternal things. Number one, this is practical stuff, y'all. Listen, stop being so spiritual and get practical for a minute. All right, real practical. Here it is. Here it is. Give proper time and attention to your family. See, you want it to be super spiritual. I know. I know. Everything ain't, ain't everything ain't super spiritual, y'all. Some of it is is just natural. Give proper time and attention to your family. Mm. 
I thought you was talking about heavenly stuff, Reverend. I am. You do understand that God gave you your family. You do understand that, that every good and perfect gift comes from the Father, which is in heaven, right? So God has given you a family. The question is, this family that God has put in your hands, what are you doing with it? Your brother, your sister, your mother, your father, your children, whoever they are, the people that God has given to you, are you giving them proper time and proper attention? Y'all gonna get quiet now. Ain't nobody gonna say nothing. <laughs> are you giving them proper time and proper attention? Because that's an investment. That's an investment. That's a practical investment. But it's an investment. And it's an investment that has a return. The ROI, the return on that investment, when you invest in family, when you invest in, in by giving them time and attention, the return on that investment is love. Yeah. And I'm listen, you, you got to know this by now. If you don't know it by now, you, you better learn it fast because I promise you. In this world, it ain't but a few things you got. And if God is giving you a family, hmm, there are only a few things that you have. If God has given you a family, you need to invest in your family, your siblings, your parents, your uncles, your aunts, your nieces, your nephews. Taking time for the family and providing, providing for them, giving them time, giving them encouragement, giving them energy. In that way, in that way, you are saying, God, I thank you for what you've given to me and I'm going to invest in them. Watch this so that they are better that they become that they grow that they flourish that what you've given to me i've made them watch this grow into their purpose i've made their lives richer i've made their lives fuller how are you investing in your family and there is a return on the investment it is love are you with me number two practical investments practical investments giving ourselves to the missions and ministries of the church he says church work i'm sorry about that ta that was my fault <laughs> giving ourselves to the missions and ministries of the church giving ourselves to the missions and the ministries of the church. I'm talking about practical stuff right now. See, here, here's the thing. 
any good church is not just a place for you to worship. It's also a place for you to work. It's a place for you to share your witness through mission and ministry. And so one of the ways that you 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 make practical investments in etern in, in, in eternal things is by giving yourself to the missions and ministries of the church. In other words, you're not just a weekday worshiper, weekend worshiper, but you are a weekday worker. You found ministry, you found a mission to connect to, to give yourself to, to give your time to, to devote your energy to, to say, this is where I want to make an impact. This is where I want God to use me to make an impact in this ministry for this mission, for the glory of God. It's practical, but it has eternal implications. Why? Because there's a return on that investment. When you give of yourself to missions and ministries, there's a return on that investment. First of all, the return on the investment is patience. You gain patience. Why? Because guess what? You're going to be working with some other people. And maybe that's some of the reason why some of us stay away. Because we don't like working with other people. We don't like sharing space. We don't like sharing assignments because we don't like sharing glory. We want the attention. We want the applause. We want the recognition. So we'd rather be in our own little individual spaces. But in the church, we got to work as a team, y'all. We got to bring our collective resources together for the glory of God. So when I'm giving of myself to missions and ministry in the church, I've got, when I do that, the return on the investment is I'm developing patience because guess what? I got to work with other people and other personalities. <clears throat> I got to start figuring out how to get along with this person and, and, and how to get along with that person. And, 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 you know, it's not just about me, but I, you know, I got to, I got to give space and grace, right? I, I got to listen to other people's thoughts and, and not think that mine are the only ones that matter. Hello, somebody. See, and that's how you're building on eternal things now, because you're growing as a person. You develop faith. Your faith grows. When you give of yourself to missions and ministry in the church, your faith grows. Why? Because by faith, by faith, we engage in missions and ministry. There are things that, that, that God gives us to do that when we look at it, there's no way we can do it in the flesh. But by faith, we go out and try to get it done. 
Your faith grows when you link up with other people who are wondering themselves, how are we going to do this? Lord, I don't know how we're going to do this. I ain't never done this before. But guess what? We're going to pray together. We're going to believe together. We're going to work together. And by faith, we get it done. That's the return on the investment. Hope is a return on the investment. Because when I see the things that get done, I then hope for the future. It lets me know that, wow, if we could do this, then that next thing that's coming up, we can do that too. It's a return on the investment, y'all. Are y'all hearing me? Amen. Amen. These are practical things. Practical things. Let's talk about giving ourselves the time in prayer. Ways to invest in eternal things. Giving ourselves to time in prayer. Um, listen, there are, there are, let me say it like this. There are things, missions, and ministries that you may not be able to do on your feet, but you can join in doing on your knees. Let me, let me say that again. You may not be able to go to Homa, Louisiana. You may not be able to go and, and, and unload trucks, right? And, and, and put goods over here and, and store stuff over here. You may not be able to, when, when we open the mission house uh, uh, behind the church, you may not be able to come and, and stock that house with, and stock the pantry with goods and with clothes and all of that, right? But the mission that you can't do on your feet, you can join in on your knees. Are you hearing me? Yeah, that, that, that means we need some prayer warriors, some people who are covering us in prayer. If you, can't, if you can't be out there with us, cover us in prayer. If you can't be on the mission field, on the battlefield, cover us in prayer. Those who are going, those who are serving, those who are meeting, you cover them in prayer, okay? And that's how, and still, you're a part of it because you are praying in faith. You are praying and you are having hope. That, and that's the return on that investment. Your faith increases. Why? Because you prayed for that thing. You prayed for that mission. You prayed for that ministry. You prayed for those servants of God who were going out to do those things and because you couldn't be there, but you believed in what they were doing and you prayed to the Lord to give them the strength to accomplish what God gave them to do. And now your faith and your hope are increased. Practical ways, giving of ourselves to the care of others, giving of ourselves to care for others giving of ourselves to care for others. This is a very practical thing. But if you want to build something eternal in your life, start caring for other people. Go visit some folk. Now, I know we can't do this as much as we used to uh, pre-COVID. But you can call. Amen, somebody. 
You can call all day long. And now everybody knows how to Zoom just about. I mean, look, I got mothers on here right now. So y'all know how to use these devices. Y'all know how to get on online and, and go to social. Y'all know, y'all know how to do all this stuff. You can set up your own conference calls now. And some of you are doing that. So when it comes to build, when it comes to investing in eternal things, one of the ways to do that is by caring for people, caring for the sick, caring for the shut-in, caring for the prisoner. Isn't that what Jesus said? When I was sick, you visited me. When I was in jail, you came to see about me, right? It's when we do those things, when we are giving of ourselves, when we are pouring out of ourselves and we're investing in others by giving of our energy, giving of our time, we then get a return on that investment. What's the return on that investment? Patience. Oh, yeah. Because how many of you know that when you, listen, when you call somebody who, you know, who hadn't been called in a long time, you you might be the one that have to take that 30 minute, 45 minute call because they got to talk and you got to develop some patience, gentleness. You learn how to handle people. When you're, when you're caring for people, people who are sick, people who are shut in, people who need counseling, advice, you learn gentleness, how to speak to people so that they don't watch this, so that they don't feel judged. Gentleness in how to approach conversations. Gentleness in how to care for lonely people, care for hurt people. You, you, you develop meekness or humbleness. When you're caring for people, sometimes, sometimes I'd be in situations where I, I think I'm going in and I'm about to you know, I'm the pastor. I'm about to go in and bless them and pray for them and, and give them exactly what they need. And before it's over, they have blessed me, prayed for me, given me exactly what I needed. Yeah. And you develop that meekness because you understand that every situation where there's an exchange, you can be poured into too. You think you're you're pouring out, but maybe you need to be poured in. You discover long suffering. As you minister to people, as you give of yourself to, to the care of others, you develop long suffering. You develop this, this capacity to take a little bit more, to deal with a little bit more, to take on a little bit more. Somebody else's issue, somebody else's pain, somebody else's problem, right? Thank God for you. And there's some of you on this line right now, and I could call names, but I'm not going to. Thank God for you who are caring for others, who are taking meals to others, who are sitting with others, just checking in with them. Thank God for you and your ministry. That's investment. That's Those are eternal investments. It builds something in you that you otherwise would not have. So that's investing in the right people, investing in the right things. Last thing I want to talk about, I got uh, just about six minutes. I'm going to hit this. Investing in the right places. Here it is, y'all. 
investing in the right places. You remember Jesus tells this parable. Uh, it's called the parable of the of the sower. Sometimes it's called the parable of the soils, uh, where it talks about um, a sower went out and he he sowed seed and some fell on. You remember that parable, right? Matthew 13. Thank you. Some fell on good ground, but some fell by the shore and some some fell uh, on stony ground. Some fell uh, on, on, on hard ground. Uh, uh, some fell in shallow ground. Y'all remember that? Says, uh, but in verse eight says, Matthew 13 and eight says, but other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Some a hundred, some 60, some 30 fold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. So watch this, y'all. Some fell by the wayside. Some fell in stony places. Some fell in, in, in shallow spaces. Some fell among thorns. But then it says this, but some fell into good ground. And the seed that fell in the good ground brought forth fruit. Hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. I'm through when I tell you this. Make sure that you are investing your time, your talent, your energy, your resources in the right places. This this sower was just throwing seed out. Some over here, some over there, some over here. I want to suggest to you that when you're investing, you don't need to just be spreading seed everywhere. You need to be planting seed. When you're investing, you need to make a determination that this, and this is discernment, this is good ground that is worthy of this seed, this investment. This is good ground that is worthy of this investment of my time, my talent, my treasure, my energy. This is good ground. And I will intentionally and purposefully plant this seed right here. Some of us have just been casually spreading seed in a lot of different places, hoping that something takes root. I'm saying to you, you need to be more thoughtful, more intentional, more discerning about where you plant your seed. Whether that's a church, whether that's your profession, a job, a relationship, a city. You need to be more thoughtful, intentional, purposeful, prayerful about where and with whom you plant your seed and make investment. Yeah, don't spread it, plant it. Don't just cast it over here and over there plant it. Invest in the right place.
the right place. Amen. Amen. I'm out of time, but I'm not out of word. Amen. But I am out of time. God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Listen, make the right, right investments. Don't judge, but be discerning. Look at the people. Look at the places. Look at the things that are worthy of the best of who you are and what you have to offer. And make sure you are not casting your pearls among pigs. Make sure that you're not scattering, but you're planting. Amen. Let's pray, y'all. Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, that you are the able God, you are the wise God, and you are the faithful God. Lord, we thank you for your time with us, for tabernacling with us tonight through your word. God, I pray now that your word becomes flesh as we discern the proper use of all that you've given to us. The talent, the treasure, the time, our families, our professions, all that you've given to us, God, we pray that we would use it wisely, our gifts, that we would invest in them. And that as we make investments in others, they would be the right ones at the right time at the right places, with the right people. Thank you, O oh God. We pray your blessings now. As we take our leave from this digital space, thank you, Lord, that you are with us presently in all things. God, we pray that we would be aware, be aware that this space and this place is but temporary. We're strangers and pilgrims down here, that our home is in heaven. So we should build on things that are eternal. Make us ever aware of that so that we don't get caught up in the material things. And, and though they are things that you allow us to have, God, we pray that they never have us. Now, God, bless us as we take our leave. Go with us. Keep us forever in thy care. We ask it in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you all. Good night. Go in peace.